thank you, Father. We thank you that you're going to do a great and mighty thing today. We give you glory and honor and praise, Master. In Jesus' most precious and exalted name we pray. Amen. How many of you are glad to be here? Not now, sister. How many of you are glad to be here? Praise God. I want you to tell your neighbor, God is going to do something wonderful today in your life. Amen. Amen. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yesterday there was a new beginning in the upper room. In the upper room, the mighty men of God. I know one sister was making a comment. Why are they meeting for one hour? The men should meet at least for three hours. <laughs> God bless that sister. <laughs> there was a new beginning. And I'd like to request all the men who came for that new beginning just to stand up for a minute. I'm not going to say anything. Just for a minute. Just please stand up. The men who were present there. These are the men that came yesterday. The reason I ask you to look at them is, this is the beginning. I want you, because if you do not have time, make time to join in that force. Amen? And God will do something new in our lives that our families are going to grow in holiness. They're going to grow in love and in oneness. Amen? God bless you, men. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We had a wonderful time yesterday. Uh, yesterday was not many uh, preaching anything. It was just a time to tilt the soil. The layout was made by our, our pastor. He made all these drawings and all that. What we are going to do. So, be a part of it. Don't be a spectator. Be a part of it. Amen? Uh, we were blessed today with the worship. Isn't it so? As we were worshipping the Lord, I was blessed. I was blessed with the time of intercession also. And, and I looked at it and I said, God, you're so good. You give the word. You confirm the word through the worship. You confirm it through the, through the prayer time. And I said, you're so beautiful. I did not see all this. He said, there are many things that you do not see. But I will show them in the right time. Amen. Around when I was 10 years old, as a little boy, I was a dreamer. And my, one of my pet names was, here comes Joseph the dreamer. I always dreamed. Always. And one day while I was dreaming... One night, around 9 to 10 years, I dreamt I was standing in a very big crowd for more than 2,000 people were there. And I was just talking about the Lord. I never knew Jesus at that time. And this dream, I always, whenever I had a dream, I went and told my friends about it. And they said, here comes another dream now from this guy. And I seen this dream. And again, the second time I had another dream, I dreamt standing in my own church. Two dreams, something very similar. It took 40 years for that dream to be manifested. 40 years. And I, after accepting the Lord, and I never thought I would preach, believe me. This is the last thing that I ever wanted to do in the natural. I was scared. I'm a scared guy. I never wanted to do it. If I see a crowd, I'll be at the back. But I never thought it will happen. And every time after getting saved, I was preaching in every church. And I used to ask the Lord, is this the revelation that you gave me? Is this the one? When I went to the U.S., many churches, and I thought that will be manifested in U.S. And only in 2008, when during Don Moyne's program, suddenly I found myself standing and I said, that's the revelation that he gave me as a 10-year-old kid. In 2008, I seen the same thing. During my mother's funeral, I stood in the same church, which I never thought I would be there because we came out of the church. But during the funeral, I seen myself standing there. Both dreams accomplished. But during this time of 40 years of waiting for things to happen, God was in control. Amen? So I've titled my message today, When Our Dreams Are Delayed. When Our Dreams Are Delayed. What is happening during that time when our dreams are delayed? What is happening? One more click, sister. God is at work when our dreams are delayed. God is at work. And that beautiful song we sang today, God is good. And I heard brother shout every time, God is good. All the time. 
during the time of the delay of your dreams. God is in control. Amen? Quickly, let us turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 37, and we see from verse 5 to 11. Genesis chapter 37. Genesis 37, verses 5 to 11. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, when suddenly my sheaf rose up and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And in this time, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to you, to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Let us quickly turn to James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. James chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, somebody share with the person who does not have the Bible. And I request you to open your Bibles and see what God has got in his word. James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. If any of you lack wisdom, ye should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Let us bow our heads. Father, we sang this afternoon that you are our refuge and you are good. I pray that you will take this word and you will minister to everyone's heart. Those who are lost, you will speak to them and bring them back. Those who are troubled and in distress, Father, you will minister to them, Lord God. Those who are in doubt, wondering what's going to happen, Father, be their comfort today. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God that each son and daughter in this hall will hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God had given Joseph a dream for his life. So, the question is, what is a dream? That's the question. What is a dream? A vision or a God-given dream is a revelation of God's will and plan for your life. It's a revelation that God reveals to you. In a vision, God allows us to see what He sees for our life. That's what He does. He reveals to us what He wants us to know about His will and bring glory to His name at the end. As people of God, you and I cannot save the perishing without a vision of God's purpose for our lives. We need to have that vision. And when we receive that vision, the urge and the desire will drive us forth to go and spread the gospel. We need to have a vision. Without a vision, I want you to listen very carefully to this. Without a vision, we will end up in the wrong place, at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing for the wrong reason. One more time. Without a vision from God, we will end up in the wrong place, at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing for the wrong reason, and we'll be totally messed up. We, as children of God, we need to have a vision from God. We need to have that. And that's the vision that we will hold on. Joseph was 17 years old when God gave him that dream. 17, a young boy. And he was about 30 years old when that came to pass. 17 years of age given, and only when he was around 30, with that came to pass. There was approximately 23 years of the dream being delayed. But in all that time, God was at work. 
to summarize it, he had a dream that he's going to be a ruler. But when he shared that dream with his brothers, they envied him. They hated him. Anger grew into them. And in, and the result, they sold him into slavery. To sum up this in two points, I thought, we could say that Joseph's life was from pit to palace, from rags to riches. Two points that you could summarize it. Pit to palace, rags to riches. Joseph's journey was an unpleasant one, a very difficult one. And I know many of you might be going through the same thing and you might be saying, I can tell myself I'm going through the same journey. Everything that I plan is going haywire. And nothing is pleasant in my life. Number one, if you notice, he was envied by his own brethren. Envy gave birth to hatred. Many of us, because we are doing well in our companies, people envy us. And that will bring hatred towards us. And the same thing happened to Joseph. And that hatred that he had led into enslavement. The ones that he loved hated him most. And that turned out to slavery. He thought Joseph never gave up on what God had showed him. That he was faithful when he went to Potiphar's house. We see his faithfulness brought him a cost of falsely being accused and imprisoned for a crime he did not commit. He did not commit it. And then Joseph thought is one thing. His friends will remember him. And it showed during that journey, even his friends forgot him. All along you find Joseph going through that. What will we do if we were in Joseph's state? I'm sure we would have cursed God. But Joseph never did that. Many people would look at Joseph and say, Joseph, your dream will never come to pass. Maybe that was not God's dream. That was from the enemy, they would say. Joseph, you would never amount to anything, man. Look at it. Maybe there's some secret sin in you. That's the reason every time you do something, something is going wrong. There is something wrong about you. Guy, they would have said, Joseph, you're not going to be ruler. Just leave your dream and die, man. They would have said that. But Joseph was faithful. Amen? Brethren, What will you and I do if our dream is delayed for years? I want you to think of that question. A brother waits for a verdict from the court. A brother waits for a promotion. Brother waits to be married. What do we do during this time of waiting? That's the question we should ask ourselves. And today, my first point is, when your dream is delayed, stand firm in your commitment and your faith. That's my first point. When your dream is delayed, stand firm in your commitment and your faith. That's what we need to do. If you turn quickly to Genesis chapter 39, quickly. Genesis chapter 39, verses 7 to 10. Genesis 39, 7 to 10. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of him. The first thing, she set her eyes on him. And said, come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you. Because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And through, and though she, she spoke to him day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Number one thing we notice, Joseph was a committed man and he feared God. What would we have done if we were working in the same house? I was reading some other books and it said that Potiphar's wife was a woman of noble character. But when she seen Joseph, 
that character fell down immediately because it says that Joseph was so handsome at one time and Potiphar's wife invited about 40 women to come for a party. They looked at his countenance and said, he looks like an angel. Even though his brothers sold him and robbed him of that right, but the countenance that God gave him was still there. That the women looked at him and said, that man should be like an angel. Even that woman of noble character turned all of a sudden. Because the enemy can use anybody to get at you when he knows that you have a destination to be fulfilled and God is there with you. Joseph never surrendered or sold his dream to that beautiful and appetizing pleasure which could have been only for a short moment and Joseph would have only been an houseboy all his life and he would not have entered the destination that God had for him. This is one of Satan's number one strategy to make sure that every child of God does not attain. From beginning of time, we've seen it, that the enemy has used the strategy against God's children. The enemy uses a roadblock before every child of God because the enemy knows that this child of God is called and destined to do mighty things for God. I will put a roadblock. And he has used that roadblock from the beginning of time and we've seen it that he used it for Adam and Eve. When they knew that they had all the pleasure of being in the garden to spend that time in the evening, in the cool of the evening with God, but they were willing to sell that for a, for a fruit. Very easy, appetizing to the eye. The servant Gehazi knew that his master got a double portion from Elijah. He knew that. He knew very well, and he would have definitely known, if I continue with this man, definitely, not a double, but maybe three, three portions I will receive. If my master got a double portion, definitely I can get more, he would have thought. But he was willing. The enemy threw him wealth, and he was willing to trade that wealth to, in order to be the next prophet, if he had been faithful. Is the enemy throwing something at you? All the, all the time. What is it that the enemy is throwing at you? Judas was willing to sell his master. Judas knew everything. Jesus said that you will do greater things. And Judas, Judas did them. When he sent them two by two. He said, what have we seen? I've seen Satan fall like lightning. So Judas knew. But he was willing to trade his master for 30 pieces of coin. Samson. We know Samson, even before his birth, God spoke what he was going to do. He's going to be a deliverer. Samson knew what was ahead of him. But he was willing to trade for the pleasure. He was willing to give up to be a deliverer. And said, this pleasure is better for me. Which was only for a short time. We know the story of Esau. Who knew by right, by birthright, I am to inherit every blessing of my daddy. By law, I am supposed to inherit it. But his stomach didn't allow him. He was willing to trade that inheritance for a bowl of soup. I want to ask you this question this evening. What is it that the enemy is offering you? What is it that the enemy is offering? He will. Don't tell that you will you'll never be in that place. You will. Each and every one of us will stand at that post where the enemy will offer you something in exchange of your salvation. He is going to throw it at you. It might have come already. It might be happening right now. Or in future. But are you ready to meet that? And when you come to that roadblock, what will you do? The question is, Joseph knew. He was offered a price. He was offered beautiful pleasure. But he knew something greater was there for him in store. Amen? If you turn to Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. Matthew 16, 26. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 26. For what profit is it to man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? I like the second part. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? The question is, what are we willing to give in exchange for our soul? The enemy pushes some people, take another smoke, nobody will know. It's okay. It's just one smoke and you can go back and say, God, you're sorry. 
Then if he says to somebody, it's okay to have a beer. You are in the company of friends. You are a businessman. It's okay. Nobody's going to know. It's just you and the worldly people. You can go back to church. And it's done. The enemy offers you a chance to cheat and to steal. And are we willing to trade that in exchange of our soul? The enemy will offer wrong pleasures for many of us. Pleasures that will be very appetizing, that nobody will know, but we fall. All of us, if we are not careful, we will fall. But we have a merciful God, amen, Amen. that we could come back to him and say, Daddy, I have messed up. Daddy, I have fallen one more time. You have been so good to me. And every time you are good to me, I keep falling and falling and falling. But he says, come unto me. Amen. What is having control over your life today? I want to ask you, what is it? Only you know it. What is it that has control over you? My brothers and sisters, I like this song. As a little child, I always loved this song. I'll I'll ask some of the brothers to just join. Let us stand. We'll sing this song, um, I'd Rather Have Jesus. If you know it, let us sing it together. If you'd like to stand, please. It's, It's a beautiful song. And I always love this song, I'd rather have Jesus than anything. The world will offer you so much of things, but I'd rather keep Jesus with me. Amen? I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be in than the riches I'm told. I'd rather
of the stumbling blocks to stop him. Joseph instead took these stumbling blocks and made them into stepping stones. Amen? The stumbling blocks that every time the enemy threw at him, he turned it into a stepping stone because God was with him. Amen? God never showed Joseph the pit. I want you to look at it carefully. All he showed him was the top, the end. But the pit and the imprisonment was not shown to Joseph. For some reason, God did not show that. But that, the, the end, is what Joseph kept in his mind, that he never cared about the pit and he never cared about the imprisonment. Because he knew the end would be beautiful one day. He knew that his God was saving him and keeping him for a purpose. For a purpose, God was keeping him. Brethren, never be angry at the ones that ill-treat you, the ones that ridicule you, the ones that put you down. Basically, they are tools in, instrument, in God's hands. Amen? They are just instruments, not to change God, but to change you and I. Every time a situation comes, it's not to change the circumstances, please. It's only to make you refined and to make you more purer. Amen? Joseph faced his delays, but he stood firm in his commitment and his faith in his God. Amen? When we are saved, and each and every one of us, there is a vision or a dream that God puts into everyone's heart. You know it. For some reason, we fail to see it because the enemy blocks it away. But today, today, as we give an altar call, you're going to come and ask God, God, if I have not received this vision, I have not received a dream, I have not received this revelation from you, show it to me, Lord God, what you have in store for my life today. Today is going to be a breakthrough in Jesus' name. Many things will hinder you. But what you do during this time will change your attitude towards God. Amen? Number one, let's look at some of the things that Joseph did to enable him to keep him committed and to hold on to his faith. Number one, Joseph established a close relationship with God. Joseph established a close relationship with God. He gave God's word top priority in his life. He sought God with all his heart, all his soul, all his mind. That's the reason he told Potiphar's wife, how could I ever do this and sin against my God? Because Joseph was committed to his master and Joseph was faithful to his God. We must learn to be committed. Our employers will, might ask us to do certain things that is wrong. But if you do it and if you fall into it, you will remain there and you will not be able to process and complete the task that God has given you. Number two, he stayed focused on his dream that God put in his heart. Do not lose the dream that God gives to you. Hold on to it. Treasure it. That's what Joseph did. He never took his eyes off the dream. He refused the dream to die before its time. When facing delays, make a conscious decision to constantly pursue God. And your dream will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. If you turn to 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21. The Bible says there, And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long else ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Because they were cut right to the heart. Many of us, when our dreams are delayed, we stand in, in a dilemma, not able to decide what to do. We tend to go backward, we tend to go forward. And we fail. Is this what God has called me? What has happened? Did I hear myself? There are three ways when wavering makes a per person unstable. There are three ways that when wavering makes a person unstable. Number one, unstable emotions. Unstable emotion. Example, it becomes a big strain that you are not able to decide. You know God has given it to you. For some reason you are not able to decide. You start to worry. You are confused. You cannot sleep. You cannot eat. When you go there, you are troubled everywhere you feel. 
there is a kind of emotion you are wondering as to what is happening. William James said, the most miserable person in the world is the person who is regularly wavering. It causes constant emotion in that person's life. Unstable relationship. You start to, de- you're not, you're, you're not decided whether I should be in this relationship or I should be, ho- be out. You're not very sure whether you should be in this job or be out of the job. You do not know what you're doing. You wonder, where am I? What's happening to this place, to these things? When you're unstable in your job and you're switching back and forth between careers, be careful. What about parents? Parents say one thing to the child one time, next time they say another thing, the child gets confused. What is mama and papa trying to tell me? Because we are so much wavering in our decisions that we keep telling our children because we have a double message for our children every time. The third point is unstable spiritual life. Unstable spiritual life. In James chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 7, people like that should not expect to receive anything. You see that? Don't think you'll receive any, some one thing and two things God will not give. Anything. Nothing you'll receive because you're double-minded in your decision. Wavering blocks our prayers. It stops God from giving us what He has in store to be given to us. Then you might say, brother, so why is my prayers not being answered? Because you're not specific enough when you pray to God. You're You're not specific. You do not know what to ask for. My second point is when your dream is delayed, ask God for help. When your dreams are delayed, go to God and say, God, I need help. Be careful what comes out of your mouth when your dreams are being delayed. There was once a man standing in the hospital. His son had met with an accident and he was in a point of death. And they called for the doctor. The doctor took time to come and this man started getting worried. And it was a long time, the doctor did not come for the surgery, and suddenly he found the doctor running into the surgery room. And he says, where were you so long? Don't you understand what I'm going through? And the doctor said, I'm sorry, I just came to hear about it, and I was in an important place, but I left it and I came. He says, you do not understand, my son is in the point of death. What would you do if your son was dying? This man says, as the holy book says, God gave, God has taken away. To dust I will return him. The doctor turned around and told them, my friend, you're wasting your time and arguing so much. Why don't you go into the next room and pray to God? Only he can do the miracle for your son. He says, you do not understand all this talking you can do, but you do not understand what I'm going through. I am the father. You do not understand that. And the doctor said, I'll be back. He went for the operation. The operation took place. And immediately after the operation of several hours, the doctor came running out. And he just said, the nurse will explain everything to you. And the doctor ran out. And this man said, I've never met a more ruder doctor than this in my life. He's in the wrong profession. And then he looked at the nurse and he started complaining. The nurse had tears in her eyes. He says, why are you having tears? He says, she said, yesterday the doctor and his son met an accident. And he lost his son yesterday. The time when your son was waiting to be operated, the doctor was in the funeral home burying his son. But he left that funeral home, and he came running to save your son. The man could not talk anymore. He realized that he had opened his mouth too soon and said all wrong things. How often we do that? When we are waiting between situations and circumstances, we throw our tongue all directions. We abuse, we curse, we find fault, and we do not think what is the situation. But God was in control. Amen? The thing is, ask God to give you the right words to speak. In verse 5, in, in, uh, in the reading that we read today, in James, it says, well, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives. I like that word. Underline that word generously. Not sparingly. He gives generously without finding fault. If my son come to me and said, Daddy, can I have this first thing? I'll say, you are not being good. You are useless. You are not good. We, 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 we curse and then we give. And we say, take it, make sure you don't break it now. We do that. But our God gives generously. And without finding fault, He gives us every time. That's our God. I want to ask you a question. 
All of you know your calling. What are you doing during this time of your calling? Each and every one. There are many of you. You know your calling. And we look at the life of Moses. He waited. Are we able to wait for that calling to be fulfilled in Jesus' name? Are we willing to wait? I like during the mind of Christ, if you had spoken to Pastor Abraham, he says as a young boy, he was told that he would be a pastor. It took him about 35 years, I think, to stand in this pulpit. He could have pushed the other people ahead of him and said, go. I was already prophesied. Get rid of him. Go, go. Get the council members together. All of you stand with me. Don't worry. I will take care of you. When I go, I will give the next seat to you. He could have told that, you speak well, you will be this, you will be that. No, that man was faithful. And we see in the faithfulness, God honored it. Do not look to man for help to attain your vision. Don't look. Look to God. Where does your help come from? Amen? I want to ask you, what about our marriages? All of you had beautiful thoughts before your marriage. Oh, everyone thought every day roses will be on your bed. True, no? Beautiful petals. Wife will put every day rose for your bed. But you came in the night, no food also. Thank God, no food, not thorns. What if you had a thorn in your bed? Hmm? Think of it. Many of you dreamt about your marriages to be rosy and beautiful. But in that line of waiting for that to be accomplished in its fullness. Arguments. Misunderstanding. Anger. Oh, anger is number one on that list. You only have to say this and the nose goes up. We get so angry, my friends. And then comes the in-laws in between, who makes the daughter-in-law so upset. She wonders, why did I marry this man? Maybe the neighbor's house man would have been better off, because no mother-in-law in that house. That man had no mother-in-law. I never listened. Look at this man's mother-in-law giving me a headache. Then we start praying when she will go on by and by. We do that. Children's future. Marriage takes place. You start dreaming about those beautiful children. How many times those children got kisses from you? Eh? And now you can't even hold that person close to you. You can't. The child has anger. The child hates you. Speak to, you. Speak to children. I speak to a lot of them. In the last 15 years I spoke and some of them said, I hate my father. Is it sad to hear your, your son say, I hate my daddy. My daddy has never spent time with me. He's so busy with ministry work. He's so busy in his office. What about your mama? My mama is always there spending time in cooking. That's when I go to a place, he says, don't disturb me, get out. My dad doesn't have time for me. My mama doesn't have time for me. I hate them. There was one person said, I wish they never existed. Will your children say that about you? I pray that will never happen in Jesus' name. I told this in the yesterday's meeting. I want you to ask yourself, what will your son or your daughter tell about you at the end of their life to their children? What will they tell about you? Will they say, I had a godly mother and a godly father? I had a father who stood by me. I had a father who was my friend. Or they'll, have, they'll say, I had a father who never cared for me. He was so busy making money that I went and looked at other people for comfort. I want you to ask yourself that question. Are you going to leave a legacy behind you? Or are you going to leave nobody to take over? My brothers and sisters, those who are waiting, you know you're, you were called to, to have a partner in your life. You have a husband, you have a wife. And for some reason, this waiting period, the enemy has put a blockade that you're not having your child. Maybe you ha you're about to have a child, you had an abortion. Maybe the enemy is destroyed, but the enemy will have no authority over your life anymore in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? He has no. But remember, what you do during this time, that's what I'm very concerned about. What will you do during this time? Two practical steps that the word of God is showing us when we go on our knees before God. Two practical steps. Number one, admit your need to God. God, I have a need. My need is there. And be open to God. We all need wisdom to deal with delays. 
We all need wisdom. The Bible says in James chapter 3 verse 17, because of time I will read it. James chapter 3 verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and of good fruit, impartial and sincere. All of you who did mind of Christ should be saying this. Wisdom is making the decision the way God would make a decision. When you face delays, you don't, do not act in a hurry. That's the most dangerous thing. Some Christians, they are so much in a hurry that they rush to do things. If there's a delay in the flight, they will take another flight and land up in the wrong destination. And then they wonder why God, you never stopped me. There are other people, altogether, they miss the flight because they are too proud to ask for help. Then the third, third category of people, they keep on rounding in the terminal, airport, not knowing which flight to take. God's terminal is big. Do you know God's terminal is this? You are in the terminal of God. He starts sending one north, one south, east, one west, one missionary field, one go to this home. That is God's terminal. But they are the people who keep circulating the terminal, keep circulating the terminal, come and sit in the seat, go back the same way. What did you do? Nothing. Beautiful ministry. Nothing ministry. How long in the church? Just 25 years. That bench has even got my name. Go to row number 5, seat, uh, third seat, you'll find even a bubble gum under the seat. I put it there when I was new. My brothers and sisters, be careful. Don't be loitering around the terminal of God. Find your plane. Take your journey. Accomplish what God has called you to do. Amen? Amen. Third point. When your dream is delayed, rely on God, upon the promises of God. God will give it to you in Jesus' name. It pleases God when we come to Him and say, God, I have no idea of my future. Today you can come to God and say, I have no idea what you, what you have in store for me. I'm not able to discern it. Show it to me. And as a man of God prays over you, God will reveal the plans and purposes He has as in your life in Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter 3, I love this verse very much. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 7 is one of my favorite verses. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Amen. Be not wise in your own eyes. I like this verse. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. If you have time, go and meditate on this verse. Go and meditate on this verse. My brothers and sisters, we are going to close because we are going to have a time of ministering today. We are going to have a time of ministering and we are going to ask God, God, the enemy has kept me in a pit for some reason. I've been in a pit for too long. A pit has been dug at me in my workplace. I'm in a pit. I do not know what my future holds in me. I do not know. I do not know whether I should get married. I do not know whether I should find, go looking for a girl. I cannot I hold my finances. I ask the choir to come up. I do, cannot do this. I cannot do that. You are in a pit. There are some of you, the enemy has already pushed you into a prison. You are caught in this prison. But I like that song. Through the darkest night is light will shine. Amen. I want you to bow your heads for a minute, please. And as the choir gets ready, and as we are going to minister a little later, I want you to concentrate on the things that we are going to look up to the Lord this afternoon. Please bow your heads. And we are going to look at certain points. Some of us have forcefully or unknowingly put our children into bondage because whenever we are cooking, whenever we are busy, we tell them, go and watch TV. We have pushed our children into that bondage that now our children cannot get out of it because all that you want, your pastime, make your son and daughter sit in front of the TV. And now the TV holds your children. But today, we pray that that will be broken down in Jesus' name. Amen. The enemy has no power to hold you captive from achieving your dream today in Jesus' name. Amen. Every dream of yours is going to be accomplished in Jesus' name today. Amen. No pit that the enemy has dug for you can hold you or your children in Jesus' name. Amen. Every prison door that has held you captive will be opened today in Jesus' name. Amen. Every marriage that is being, getting, being broken will be restored today in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Your children are going to return back to you today in Jesus' name. They will learn to love God with all the heart, with all the soul, with all the strength, with all the might today in Jesus' name. Every bondage that is holding you and holding your children will be broken today in Jesus' name. Today, this year is the year of release. The year of, of great things in your life. Your gift will be restored to you today in Jesus' name. Your children will come to you. Jobs will be given to you in Jesus' name. Promotions will be given to you in Jesus' name. Increments will be given to you in Jesus' name. Healing will be your birthright in Jesus' name. A transfer that you're looking for will be yours in Jesus' name. Every life partner that you're waiting for will be released to you in Jesus' name. Everything that is holding you back from serving the Lord will be set free in your life in Jesus' name. Every spirit of anger, every spirit of hatred that is in your children will be broken today in Jesus' name. There will be a relationship between father and son restored today in Jesus' name. The relationship between daughter and mother will be restored today in Jesus' name. Between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law will be restored today in Jesus' name. Every in-law that is holding you a bondage will be set free today in Jesus' name. Every employer that is holding you bondage will be released today in Jesus' name. Every spirit of jealousy, hatred, witchcraft will be broken in your life in Jesus' name. Every tear that you have sown, you will reap joy today in Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, let us rise on our feet as we worship the Lord right now. I want you, whatever be your situation, whatever is holding you captive, today you can come and say, I want to give my dreams. I'm not able to achieve it, but God will help you to do it. Amen? Amen? Amen. We are going to sing this song, Change My Heart, O Lord. Because in the situation, God is going to change us. More than changing the situation. No matter what be it, Come forward. If you do not know your dream, come forward and say, I want to know my dream. Whatever is holding you back today will release you in Jesus' name. Amen. Forward, don't wait. Let the Lord minister to you today. I call the leaders and the elders to come forward, please. All the leaders and the elders. Every dream of yours will be living today. Nothing can hold you captive anymore in Jesus' name. You are the You're not able to understand. You're going through a time of decision. You do not know what to decide. You're not too sure. Come forward today. Come forward today. Today is going to be your day that you're going to be set free from everything that the enemy is holding you back. Amen. 
not resist the Holy Spirit when He ministers. stand before the presence of God. Everyone who is in the youth, come forward. Those who are working, not yet married, and you are in a situation, you are waiting, come forward. Come forward before God. And surrender your life to God today. Surrender your life today to God. Everyone that you have, you say, God, I want my future in your hands today. Come forward. I request the congregation to stretch forth your hand and pray for these people. Intercede for these people. Intercede. Stretch forth. Pray in the enemy language. Oh uh-huh. 
still have few minutes. If there is somebody who is waiting, you have been waiting for a long time to have a child. And for years you have been praying. Either you are praying for yourself or you are praying for somebody. Come quickly, we have still few more minutes. If you are waiting for the fruit of the womb, let God do a mighty miracle today in your life or in the life of the person that you are praying for. and said nobody will go without a blessing and God is faithful let's close our eyes Father we just want to thank you because you are a faithful God indeed Lord this day you have set us free you have delivered your blessing unto your people and Lord we decree that the blessings you have released today will be permanent in their lives Lord they will enjoy it they will glorify your name Lord, they will stand in this pulpit to testify that indeed you are a faithful God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in the fullness of his blessings.